I mean, the, the reality is like not everybody knows what it's like to live here. They don't know that, by and large, the people who are really nice and, and just fantastic people, even even the people that we disagree with, like I mean, there's just a lot of really good people out there. Right. Uh, probably are not gonna think like, oh, I'm sure Oklahoma's full of a lot of really great people. Yeah, there's, and that I, doesn't, like you said, that doesn't mean the movie shouldn't be made. Right. It's, it's just, just why like, are we paying to make this? Right. Hello, everybody. This is Thinking on Lincoln, the podcast on 13th and Lincoln, talking about things on 23rd and Lincoln. I'm your host, Curtis Shelton, joined as always with Ryan Haney and our producer, Lindsay McSparren. You're Curtis today. Mm, am I? There you go. I got to pronunciate it sometimes. I've had people spell it with a D, so. Okay. It happens. There was a Valentine in like eighth grade or something that I was I, given. I called you Curtis, or I referred to you as Curtis earlier to, uh, to, to Caitlin and Hallie, and so they, they told me that. I should call you that on the podcast. So. Ah, well, there you go, Hallie and Caitlin, if for, you're listening. For the rest of the day, I'm going to call you Curtis. You've influenced the show. Nice. Well, how you doing? How's good. it going? How you been? Pretty good. So we're recording this the Tuesday after Mother's Day. Right. In the Save Our State's office again. No, yep. probably not going to hear a ambulance. Yeah, if you didn't hear one last time, shouldn't hear one this time. Yeah. Now, do do your folks live in Wyoming? They do. So you did not go see them? No, no. I was actually in a wedding anyways this weekend, uh, but I sent flowers, so they you? got there early actually did you call your dear mother i actually didn't what i'm sorry i feel bad now apologies mom this is my sincere apology to you now publicly (laughs) for not calling well that's too bad what did you do did you do anything for the wife for the mom uh yeah so my wife uh, the long-suffering lovely jacqueline is uh mother to my three kids and they made some cards and we hung out and she got some, what she wanted for Mother's Day was some new floor mats for her car. So she got some new floor mats. There you go. Is, Practical. It, it, that's almost like a Father's Day gift. It, it feels right. like a Father's Day gift, but that's what she wanted. So, you know, give the people what they want. That's why we do this podcast. Exactly. They've been <laughs> screaming for it as we've heard. Yeah. And, and my mother came over uh, for, for lunch uh, after church on Sunday. So Sounds great. Yeah, it was awesome. good. We had, uh, you know. Just hanging out and having a good time. Had a good lunch. We uh, ordered out from Outback Steakhouse. Ooh. Yeah. But down under. Yeah, it was good. Nice. My, and my mom brought over some, some corn, which is not some quite corn. in season yet, but we're a we're a corn family. We love corn. Maize or corn? Y'all ever do like the, the fancy corn, I guess is what I call it. What? I don't like the brown corn, you know? No. Traditionally, I heard about that. I mean, I can't explain. I don't know what it is. I may be making this up in the first place, but maize, you know, do no, some research I, real quick. I, I thought you were talking about a corn maze like people do at Halloween. No, no, no. no. It's like M-A-I-Z-E. Oh. It's like Central American, I believe. Oh. Sometimes it's purple looking. Yeah, no, I, I don't know anything about well, this. Well, you learned something new today then. it's just, it, I don't know what the difference is, but it looks just like corn. We just like corn on the cob with butter and salt. <laughs> simple people it's so good in the handy household. it wasn't quite uh like i said not not quite in season uh so it's a little rougher on the on the bite usually mm. just you know it just comes right off the cup. right don't ever make popcorn with it no homemade popcorn movie no, nights no we, we no we do not no how to movie night recently uh you know i feel like we did but i can't remember it um I don't know. I guess the last movie night that I can really remember, uh, 
our friend Pat McGuigan turned uh-huh. me on to a movie <clears throat> called The Mighty Max. I watched this with my daughter, um, my oldest. And it's about uh, the school Immaculata College. It, it used to be an all-girls school. They've since... Uh, a loud voice are going, but um, it was an all-girls school, and they won like the first three NCAA tournaments in basketball for women's basketball. Oh wow! And they're just this tiny Catholic school. Um, like the the nuns were the teachers. It was it was it was a good movie. It was on a like a when Pat told me about it, I was like, I'm never gonna find this movie. But it was available on an app called Tubi. T-U-B-I. Oh yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, nice. So, it was good. Well, we, I'm glad it was. And then, and then I, it wasn't quite a movie night because we stretched it over two nights. But I noticed that My Fair Lady was on Netflix. Okay. I love the music in that musical. I haven't seen it. Oh, dude, you got to go watch it. All right. Um, it's fantastic. It's a classic. Leonard and Lowe. I think okay. Leonard and Lowe were the the. It's like Rogers and Hammerstein, but Leonard and Lowe. Mm. And uh, so I watched that with my daughter. She was she was real into that. She loved that. Uh, I like musicals. It's funny. Yeah. When when I was watching that, my father in law called, and Jacqueline, my wife, was like, "Oh, uh, yeah, Ryan's in the in the in the living room watching uh, My Fair Lady with the girls." And he was like, "Well, how did how did you convince him to do that?" And Jacqueline's like, "It was his idea." Nice. I love musicals. Great. I I'm... wish I wish life was a musical. Like I wish at any uh-huh. moment there was just like a good chance that we were gonna break out in a song and dance. Like right now, just. Turn this into a variety right. program. You ever seen Five Hundred Days of Summer? Yes, like but it's been a long time. There's a scene in there with, where he just breaks out in a song and dance, essentially. With a is that Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Yeah, yeah, that mm. was a good movie. I, I, I mean, at least from what I remember about it. I, think I mean, it was like people were eleven years ago. That so I into that when I was in college, it was like the rom com to watch. I think it's a little overrated, but I'm not trying to be a contrarian here. I just genuinely. I forget. Was unimpressed. I forget the name of the rom com that was so popular when I was in college. It was a. Garden State. Oh yeah, I haven't seen it, but I've heard a heard a bit about it. I didn't like it. Okay, well, unfortunate, <laughs> unfortunate. So, what do we went to about today? We went to about the uh, the film, the film credit. Yeah, this is our film credit. Super is excellent credit, segue. Or is it a rebate or is it right? So a rebate. It's, yeah, the Oklahoma Film Enhancement Rebate Program. A lot of times, people the refer filmed to in Oklahoma it. Act of twenty twenty one. Exactly. It's actually used to be called the Canadian. Something to do with Canada. The film to compete with Canada film act of some sort a exactly anywho <laughs> yeah that's our topic today we're talking about the oklahoma film enhancement rebate program what does it do curtis so Curtis. it provides a rebate not a tax credit we'll get into that here in a second but it provides a rebate of up to 35 percent of qualified expenditures on any film or tv production in the state of oklahoma so you can also get an extra two percent if you add some music you've made or produced in oklahoma as well to get to 37%, but by and large, it provides a 35% rebate program on all film productions in the state of Oklahoma. And it has to be on qualifying expenditures, so that includes things like Oklahoma crew members, any productions or vendors you use here in the state. It's essentially any money you spend in the state of Oklahoma f- from an Oklahoma resident of some kind, you can get rebated up to 35% of those costs. That's not a bad deal. No, it's not. No. And a lot of people... For were, them... Yeah, that's true. Maybe not for the taxpayers. Yeah. So a lot of people, and that program's also capped at $8 million. The caps actually changed quite a bit over the years. So the program originally started at $4 million or 5 million, excuse me. See, I'm already getting confused. Program started at $5 million cap. So you had a $5 million payout each year that was cut to $4 million in 2018, I believe. Okay. And then 
quickly reverse that. I think the next year they increased it from four to $8 million, which is where it's at now. And now there's a bill in the legislature that's aiming to increase that to $20 million. And it's been as high as 50, right? Exactly. Yeah. The original bill had it at 50. It's now been cut to 20, which is a massive increase in a program that yep. has had some very questionable economic results. But aren't we told that this is a magical bill that we uh, have, we get $17 back for every dollar. We in spend? fact, this bill has been referred to as a magical bill. In fact, which is how, you know, it's super legitimate. <laughs> right. Right. But yeah, they, they've talked about the returns being 17 to one. Um, and those numbers are hard to, the report does show a 17 to one, but a lot of that's based off of assumptions. So their numbers in the report, who did that report by the way? So that was the incentive evaluation commission hired out. I, bl- I don't know if they themselves have done it or if it was a consulting group that they've hired out. I know they at least worked with a consulting group, PFM, I believe, to, to create the report. And the numbers for 2020, which is where that 17 to 1 wait, number wait, comes wait, hold, from. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. Because you have to talk to me about this like I'm sure. in third grade. Who did the report? The Incentive Evaluation Commission. So there's is, that, a, is that a government agency? I don't or, know if it's, it's like an agency. It's an entity. Right, essentially, yeah. So okay. the legislature created this commission to evaluate Alongside. all the incentives that we. So it's not just this incentive, oh, okay. it's all incentives. So, like the wind credits we used to have, the Quality Jobs Act that we have. Okay. okay. So, all the incentives. Fair so this enough. is cool. Yeah. So they studied this issue. This is actually the second report that's come out on that, by the way. So there was one in 2016 that in coincidentally recommended to let this program sunset. So it was scheduled to expire in 2024 and they recommended to let that happen. Uh, it provided in their eyes, no sustainable economic impact to the state. It didn't seem to be growing the industry, the film industry at all. Well, that was before killers of the flower moon. right? Exactly. Chris? Right. The big movie that's coming into town starring Leo. Um, but yeah, so this 2020 report or 2019 even uh, report came out, I think it was 2020 and the, the actual return hasn't changed really much at all. So if we look at that report, it's... Have the assumptions changed? Essentially, they've, they've said a bunch of productions in 2020, they got delayed, haven't actually produced anything yet because they got delayed because of COVID, so they haven't done anything. Okay. But they've used a lot of those, what they're expecting their those budgets to be as part of this 2020 number that they've been using to get to this higher return. Uh, um, which I haven't actually happened yet, which is, I understand using that assumption because yes, it was delayed. So you're expecting some of these productions to happen. Um, but if you look at the numbers that they, they have directly seen economic impact for the return for each dollar the state spends, it's about 13 cents. That's what they found. It's actually the that's highest. That's what they get back. That's what they say gets back for every dollar they spend. They're getting at the peak 13%. It's been as low as 5% before in some years, okay. in fact. So, you said a lot of stuff that I, that, that I didn't understand. So, just in case there are some people out there mm-hmm. uh, who, who also don't understand, let me, let me think about this. So, uh, what what is it that... How... how and so who is using the 17% figure or like the $17 for every $1 we spend, we get back. Right. Who's doing that and how are they getting there? Like, what, right. it, I know that, that we're using sort of this other study or we've looked at another study that right. says five cents for every dollar, not $17 for every dollar. Right. So there's, there's two different numbers there. There's essentially the economic output 
per every dollar the state gives. So the state provides $1 of this movie, its entire economic impact is going to be X. Mm-hmm. And that number, according to this report, if you average it out between 2013 and 2020, is the $17. So that's where they're getting the $17 to every $1 the state spends in the subsidy. The other number that we use more often is the ratio in tax revenue compared to every dollar the state gives it. So the state provides $1 to a production. That production then provides X number of dollars in tax revenue back to the state. I see. And that number, again, the average from 2013 to 2020 is at $0.52. The problem is that those 2020 numbers, again, are based on assumptions on things. So if you take out 2020, so just for people, for context here, when you look at 2013 to 2019, the high in the number of total economic impact per dollar of the state, I know I'm talking about a lot of numbers here, but the the high in the total economic impact per dollar was just over $4, $4.36 from 2013 to 2019. Right. And so that might, I think that's helping me in my own thinking. So while that might be good for certain people um, to have like this overall economic impact, Mm-hmm. From the standpoint of the state, really, they should be thinking about what they get back, right? Because it's like this is our tax dollars that you and I have paid in state taxes right. that are being given to the film industry. Um, as our friend Dave likes to point out, like great conservative Americans that share our values. Mm-hmm. Um and so while there might be some economic effect that's that's going on out there that we have a lot of assumptions for, we're we're certainly not getting that that investment back as a state, right? Right. Like into the treasury. Right. The so if you look at just the tax numbers, the high, like I said, was thirteen cents um in twenty nineteen. That was the highest they've ever seen um in terms of tax revenue given back to the state. Thirteen cents on the dollar, which is not the best odds. We'd actually have Ray Carter here has done a story for us. You actually have a better return playing the lottery with scratch off tickets than the state does with this rebate program. Just to let people know the kind of impact it's having. And again, the, the the idea of it being a rebate is something else. But at least the at least the, the film the film rebate doesn't cause me to stand in longer lines at the gas station. Well, you know, Kills of Fire Moon could be popular. You could have to stand <laughs> in line to that's go see true. the movie. That's true. If you if you live up in Osage County, maybe right. maybe it does. Who knows? But yeah, and then another kind of subtle issue to talk about is the idea. So it's not a tax credit. You hear a lot of people talk about it, and I think we've even been guilty of this. Um, talking about the program in terms of it being a tax credit, um, it's not. It's a rebate. So the difference is a tax credit reduces your tax liability. Mm-hmm. It only touches essentially the taxes that you're going to be paying. Mm-hmm. A rebate is a direct payment to an individual based off of their expenses and has nothing to do with how much they've paid in taxes or any of their tax liability. So it's it's a, it's much more akin to a welfare program than it is to a tax incentive. Yeah, so if I think about that from, I mean, if I put that in terms that, that I can understand, because uh, I was talking to somebody about this the other day, um, if, if you were given to give my family a tax credit mm-hmm. basically it, it just means i'm paying less in taxes uh to the state whereas you know you could give me a rebate for say my rent mm-hmm. I, you know 35 percent of your rent we're just gonna pay you for that right um from 
from a taxpayer standpoint, we should be much more wary of the actual rebates. Right, because there's there's no. It's much harder to understand the economic impact, particularly the benefits the states are getting if you're just paying someone directly. Right, which is so funny because, and I was uh, I so I wrote an article the other day for OCPA on this, really taking a a, a, a pretty different angle, uh, or a very different angle, but. Uh, Debbie Snodgrass, who I believe used to be like the director of tourism or something like that in right. the state, was like, "This isn't a rebate. It's or this isn't a tax credit. It's a rebate." Right. And it's like, "Well, you're right, but that's actually it's <laughs> actually much worse." Right. Like I don't know why that that's like that's the ground you chose to like take issue with my with my article on. I thought that was interesting. Right. Yeah. And yeah, the rebate. It's really not. I mean, again, it, it's important to. To clarify it, but again, the the big issue is the fact that the program is not, in our opinion, being effective. The numbers seem to indicate that. And if you look at just the kind of the anecdotal stories, one of the biggest pitches about this is the fact that it helps Oklahoma tourism. It makes us look cool. Essentially, we have movies being made here that broadcast the state, show us in a good light. When you look at the movies that are being made, I don't know if you've had a chance to look at some of the movies that have received credit. They're almost always putting Oklahoma in maybe not the best position. A lot of them are just like slasher flicks and yeah. or super independent movies. That I are, did watch the, I did go watch the trailer for, I think it was called make me a martyr. Yeah. The, let the me Marilyn make Manson film. Yeah. yeah uh, it's, I, I thought it, it intrigued me. Right. <laughs> I don't want to sit here and tell people to go watch trailers for all these. Cause some of them are rough. Um, like you said, the Marilyn Manson movie, he's the, one of the stars in that is about a, adopted brother and sister are in love that try to kill their adopted father. Who's also trying to kill them. Yeah. Which is a, a movie right. you would expect to be made in Arkansas, not in Oklahoma. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Sorry to our Arkansas listeners. Right. And there's all sorts of, movies. I mean, there's again, the, the movie Pax Masculina again is about essentially women upright, uh, taking over the world, killing a bunch of authority figures all while wearing very little clothing produced by an OU professor who's, coincidentally been accused of sexual assault and all sorts of things no longer believes that women should have the right to vote as well wonderful yeah so those are the sorts of things that the this incentive has been paying for and obviously maybe we'd be remiss to include some other films like because of the flower moon which might be a bigger production but again isn't going to be showing oklahoma off in the best way right and again we're not trying to what happened in osage we're not trying to say that that shouldn't be talked about. Sure. But to pretend that that is going to be, to say that this rebate is going to help Oklahoma with tourism when it's consistently showing Oklahoma in the worst possible light is just farcical. Right. No, that makes sense. Because, I mean, I mean, like, I'm excited to see the movie. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it's, I mean, Scorsese, I'm sure it's going to be a great movie, but it's, if you, if I, if I put myself in the position of somebody not from here who, so this is what's so funny to me. Uh, people who haven't been here, do you do you find it fun to travel and see what people think about uh, Oklahoma? Absolutely. I remember. So one time, I when I was in high school, I I, I really wanted to go to the Naval Academy. Um, I'm not smart or physically fit enough to do that, but it was it was a it was an aspiration of mine nonetheless. And we're taking this tour, and I I think the guy who gave us a tour. Uh, was not a natural born U.S. citizen. I think he was from somewhere else. Okay, I can't remember. But he heard me from Oklahoma, and he was like, "Do you live on a ranch?" 
course. So like everybody in Oklahoma lives in a ranch. So I mean, the, the reality is like not everybody knows what it's like to live here. They don't know that by and large the people here are really nice and and just fantastic people. Even even the people that we disagree with. Like I mean, there's just a lot of really good people out there. Right. Uh, probably are not gonna think like oh. I'm sure Oklahoma is full of a lot of really great people. Yeah, there's, and that I, doesn't, like you said, that doesn't mean the movie shouldn't be made. Right. It's, it's just, just why like, are we paying to make this? Right. right. It's yeah. It sounds like a movie that probably should be made, frankly. But right. The que- the the question is, should we have to pay for it? And if we're going to make the argument that it's going to boost tourism and make us look really cool, the we do have to like ask the question, like, is that actually going to happen? And it doesn't sound like that is going to happen. Right. We haven't seen it anywhere. And it's interesting to just the idea of, and Hollywood hates our guts too. Right. If you look at what's happening with the Oscars, I mean, every year it's, seems like it's getting worse. And maybe I actually didn't watch it this year. I know (laughs) I'm not alone in that. It's, I think it was the lowest rated Oscar viewership in the history of the show. And that kind of speaks to the larger point. I bet Lindsay watched it. Oh, she didn't. Oh, for three. Did Trash. Trash. You heard it here. The Oscar is trash. <laughs> but that speaks to the larger point. The idea that the people in Hollywood and those, the actors and directors are becoming more and more separated from reality, at least the reality that most Oklahomans are living. And you're seeing that in the viewership. You're seeing that. Right. Most people are, obviously COVID's kind of throwing a wrench in things, but people just aren't interested in these sort of activity. They don't really want to see these movies and you see it with a lot of the movies that have been receiving money from this program, they don't really make a whole lot of noise in the box office. They aren't drawing a ton of viewership and yet people are being forced essentially to pay for these. Hey, let me ask you a question. And, and this is, I'm asking for your conjecture. Sure. Or at least I think it's, I, I don't think you'll know the answer to this. I just kind of want you to get your opinion. Do you think the reason we're talking about increasing it so much is because of Killers of the Flower Moon because it's it's got like what a two hundred million dollar budget? Yeah, something like that. It's easily the biggest movie that's ever been produced here. I would I would say yes. I mean, we've had big movies in the past. Um, like, August Twister, Osage County was Twister filmed here. I would assume so. That would have been this program wouldn't have been around back then though. It was oh right right, oh, right right but yes. So of- yeah, maybe not the biggest movie ever. But since the program's inception, it's easily the biggest movie, and it, it probably is bigger than Twister. Granted. I'm sure there's lots of special effects in that and all sorts of things. But, yeah, I mean, it has to be <laughs> when like... You, the, when you think of things... Going back to what we were talking about earlier, when you think about things that have been filmed here, think about it. It's like, it's Twister, it's the Tiger King, right? <laughs> and now Colors of the Flower Moon. Right. It's like, we're all a bunch of like backward, yeah. uh, native-hating, uh, like running for our lives from, from tornadoes, a uh, bunch of folks. Right, and even again, like the, before this, the biggest movie was August Osage County, which again, incredibly dysfunctional family. Oh, see, I don't know anything about that movie. So I haven't seen it. Um, I'm a little ashamed of myself. I, I consider myself somewhat of a movie buff, but okay. um, starring Meryl Streep, pretty big time cast. Sure. Again, it's involving Osage County, and it's this incredibly dysfunctional family, drug addiction, incest. Everybody kind of hates everybody, and you, there's even been quotes um, from a film critic or somebody who. I was talking about anybody who lives in Osage leaves. And I can't blame them after seeing that movie. Mm. So it's those kind of like that was the that was the critics. up till now the biggest. That's what a critic said, right? Yeah. yeah. 
And like, who can't, who can blame them if that's the type of stuff you're seeing? And like, granted, maybe shame on people for thinking that's reality, but if that's all they know, sure, sure, that's all they're ever seeing, then what are they supposed to think? You know what? You know what? Uh, I would be happy to pay for mm-hmm. as a taxpayer. Sure, a remake of Where the Red Fern Grows. Mm-hmm. I don't. I've read the book, which I loved. I don't think that I've seen a, a movie. Of there's, it. there's actually two movies. Um, one is super old, and the other one is a, at this point probably about fifteen or so years old. Dave Matthews plays the father of. Uh, I can't remember the name of the boy uh, who buys the dogs. Um, little Dan, little Ann. But that one I could get on board sure. with. It's my that's, fa- that's my favorite that's, book. It's a great time. book. I wouldn't hate that. Again, I don't know. <laughs> I want to ask taxpayers to pay for it. And that's the yeah, thing. It's so funny because this is... Fair, just because I love it. This like, movies, it's such a consumer product. If you want to go watch a movie, you can go buy... Like, granted, because COVID, you couldn't go to movie theater. Right. But by and large, if you want to go see a movie and support a movie, you can go buy a ticket. Yep. Why are we forcing... Like, if a movie's going to be popular and it's going to be produced it's going to make its money some way or not it's going to be picked up by a, a network hulu netflix are buying up all sorts of content they're doing everything they can in this content war with apple as well jumping in, into the fray they are or with movie theaters opening back up there's a chance for you know movies to go into the theaters if they don't you know just operate under the free market principle if no one there's not a demand for your product yeah so why force it so uh, maybe we should maybe we should think about wrapping this up because we were told we we had someone come in last week to the office a uh, what a communications and media specialist right who told us that twenty minutes was sort of the sweet spot we're probably over that already probably so we're probably breaking her rules uh, so so but if somebody's listening to the podcast and they're like oh I can't believe that my tax dollars are going to rebates for the film industry to Harvey Weinstein and Marilyn Manson and and even even those beloved Americans like Robert De Niro and, and Leonardo DiCaprio and Martin Scorsese, they're they're upset about it. Right. What can they do? Yeah, they can contact the lawmakers. We have an action alert up on the website at ocpa.think.org. Yep. Um, the it's Senate Bill six oh eight. If you want to contact lawmakers to let them know how you feel about it. You should. You should, yeah. We urge that. It's we would there. encourage that. The take action tab, I believe, is where you'd find that. Yep. Um yeah, I think if it passes, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I think it's subject to a legal challenge. Um, that does not mean that our state Supreme Court, the way it's made up now, would agree with me on that. They probably wouldn't, but uh, it could be interesting. Some other states, uh, I was talking with somebody at the Goldwater Institute in Arizona. They have to fight one of these off every couple of years. And uh, Arizona, Texas, a couple other states have have said that it violates a similar clause in their constitution. Uh, basically, the state is, as you might imagine, not supposed to give out corporate welfare to really any industry. Right. So, could be interesting. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, people, the folks can go to ocpathink.org and... Yeah, read more about it. If there's any put, updates, you'll for sure see them there. Yeah, you can put in your... I th- I, the way the actions alert the action alerts work, at least for me, is you put in your address and it will send it to your specific... That's correct. Uh, people. Yeah, so make it easy your for senator, you. Your senator, your representative, as well as typically the governor as well. So yeah, you can you can go uh, you can go do that on our website. Yeah. And, as uh, always, we should. appreciate everybody listening. Um, any comments or feedback, feel free to 
put them in the comment section or email me, Curtis at yep. OCPAthink.org. Love you, the emails. Positive, positive reviews, put those in the reviews. Uh, negative ones, those are the ones you send to Curtis. Yep, send to me. We'll talk about it. We'll and have a fun yeah. chat. Maybe go to co- get some coffee or something. Yeah, and five-star reviews only. Uh, if you uh, don't have anything nice to say, you'll probably hit the ice capades. Boom. See you then. Later. <laughs>